In Ecuador, gunmen have interrupted a live television broadcast, threatening terrified staff and firing shots before the video was cut. The incident in the city of Guayuquil ended in the arrest of 13 people and the release of all the hostages. And it comes after President Daniel Nabo declared a state of emergency on Monday with at least 10 people killed since then. Now, I don't know about you, I don't know that much about Ecuador and why you now see so much violence pouring out of that country. So we spoke to our Latin American correspondent, John Bonfiglio, about why Ecuador is now seeing such a rapid rise in violent crime. The remarkable scenes of the national broadcaster, TC Television, one of the oldest in, in Ecuador, which was taken over by armed Jews carrying weapons, grenades, and apparently dynamite uh, today, and held the presenters at, at gunpoint before the authorities uh, retook control at the uh, television station. Uh, but there's been a lot of other things taking place in Ecuador. It's just that we haven't had footage of it today. At the very same time, also in Guayaquil, uh, the university saw armed marauders enter and kidnap students, and hostage-taking has been um, a de facto pushback from the cartels and for organized crimes now across the country for about 72 hours, continuing, reaching a new nadir, I think, in Ecuador in terms of its descent and its rapid, rapid descent into uh, a narco state. And what do they want? Uh, do they want anything specific or are they just declaring war effectively on the president? So um, one of the kidnapped officers, uh, there's some footage that emerged today, is forced to read out a statement to Daniel Noir, uh, the president, in which he says, you declared a state of emergency, we declare police, civilians, soldiers to be the spoils of war. There's the, the timeline of events in the last four days in Ecuador, I mean, it, it reads like a, like a fiction novel. On Friday, there was a mass breakout at one of um, Ecuador's biggest uh, prisons in which one of the escapees, Fabricio Colón Pico, the head of Los Lobos, a, a cartel, was one of the escapees. On Sunday, as a result of that, uh, there was a number of, there was a bit of restructuring that was taking place and they were going to move uh, Ecuador's most notorious criminal, Fito, uh, to a um, to a high-security prison. He's the head of the Los Choneros. Now, uh, he disappeared. He vanished just before the, the, that could happen. Remember, Los Choneros are the group widely regarded as responsible for the assassination of pre presidential candidate Fernando Villavicencio in the recent elections. The president, uh, Daniel Novoa, who's only been in position for six weeks, on Monday, reacting to the fact that Fito had not appeared, in his words, declared a state of emergency. And that's where we get the crisis that we're at um, at this point, because almost immediately uh, convicts took over prisons, kidnapped guards, um, criminals outside of prisons also began kidnapping police and security, and that continued. Uh, Noel then declared the country to be in a situation of internal armed conflict, which is almost like sort of civil war footing, and designated 20 cartels to be terrorist organizations. And then we got the events of today. All the starker, given uh, the fact that just two years ago, Ecuador was still one of the safest countries in Latin America. So what's happened? I mean, and, and, and have the cartels somehow gained more traction in the last two years? Uh, so, yes, yeah, so I think the why is really important. Like, Ecuador in the last couple of years has certainly been a new territory for the cartels to fight over. But your answer there, in a word, is, is cocaine. The annual value of cocaine internationally is estimated at 130 billion U.S. dollars. Now, that's a good amount more than the total GDP of Ecuador um, itself. And, and that's just one of hundreds of revenue streams that, uh, you know, organized crime use. And then you add in a whole host of different um, contexts related to that. Ecuador suffered 
uh, a, cross, a sort of crushed post-pandemic uh, economy. It's not used to this kind of stuff. It's got limited state policing infrastructure. Naively, a few years ago, it allowed visa-free access for Balkans, in, um, which meant the Balkan gangsters were the ones who set the ball rolling on Ecuador as a uh, transit point. It's got un- basically unpoliceable borders with uh, Colombia and Peru. And perhaps the most surprising of all, um, uh, it sent its criminals to jail, which is what most countries do. It incarcerated them, which seems obvious. But what that meant was that actually that only served to give those prisoners, those cartel members, free access to a new and willing labor force of uh, your bog standard street criminal. And so those, you know, that, that whole list uh, of context, which amounts to a perfect storm for poor little Ecuador, goes on. Amazing, amazing stuff. And what's it like? I mean, what do what people just finally, what do what punters think of the cartels? I mean, I mean, because it's interesting that they've declared war not only on the state, but on the people. That's a strange thing to do in itself, isn't it? Presumably, the people of Ecuador are disgusted by, by what's going on. Yeah, and I think that is really unique because in many places where you have uh, cartel activity, the cartels work with stick and uh, carrot. And for, sh- for sure, within a sort of social context, the carrot is, is way more important. You need to keep people on side. They are your, your bread and butter, butter, your safety net, your infrastructure. Now, this is not the case in Ecuador. And that's because these cartels are not part of the fabric of society. They are essentially new and imposed uh, cartels that are, that are breaking uh, new ground. So the, the populace, your average punter, is absolutely uh, terrified. Uh, they have not seen anything like this in history and they just do not know where to go. So interesting that in a place like Mexico they try and work within the community, they, they pay for things, but not in Ecuador. They've declared war on the state and the people of Ecuador, which is why you're seeing so much violence coming out of it. That's the Latin American correspondent John Bonfilio there.